1: Hi, and welcome to the SyrupCast for the week of May 2nd. I'm your host for this week, Igor Banafasic. I'm joined by a full roundtable this time. Starting from my left, I have... Matthew Moniz. How's everyone doing? Good. Welcome back to the show, Matt. So happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Next to him is... Uh, Patrick O'Rourke. Welcome back, Patrick, from Endless Vacations and trips to San Francisco. Thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, for the first time joining us on the SyrupCast, we have...
0: Jessica Vamira...
1: Welcome to the cast, Jess. Don't screw up. Oh, no. <laughs> no <pressure. laughs> uh, And last, but certainly not least...
2: Uh, a seasoned veteran now, Rose Bahar.
1: Welcome back to the show. Uh, if you're wondering what happened to last week's show, uh, we had some gremlins in our uh, audio recording setup. We are very sorry. It was an excellent podcast, but sadly, we'll never see the light of day. Uh, but let's just get into it with an intro from our friend... Our good friend Corey Joseph, number six from the six. Um, and what a game it was last week or yesterday. Uh, but anyway, Corey, take us in.
3: Hey, this is Corey Joseph, and you listen to the Mobile Serp podcast. So,
1: welcome back. Uh, the Most important news you may think it's the uh, MTS sale. To Bell, but it is not Patrick. What's the most important news this week? The Rock Clock. <laughs> yes, it's the uh, the best app that that ever existed. I think that was the
4: headline of my story. Was uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson releases the best alarm app ever, the Rock Clock, and that that's not an opinion. That's like a fact, right? Fact. Um. It has to so be. it's it's this kind of funny app where uh, it's on iOS and Android, where you can actually set the Rock to wake you up in the morning. Mm-hmm. so you can make him he, he, he like sings different songs and then intermittently you'll get like notifications that he's in his car like talking to people who have downloaded the app as well mm-hmm. um, but the best feature is the fact that you can actually set the alarm to go off when the rock wakes up which is 4am mm-hmm. which is kind of insane Did you try um, it? no I, I can never get up at 4am <laughs> I can barely get up at uh, 6.30 when I usually get up so there's no way that 4am would happen um, but yeah I mean it's it's silly, it's it's stupid, but it's also it's also kind of awesome at the same time. Did you
3: feel motivated like The Rock? Mm-hmm. Did you feel I, like you wanted to go work out or like throw a tire?
4: I used it for two days, um, and the first time that it went off in the morning, I was kind of like, "What? What the, what the heck <laughs> is that noise? Like, does it me having my own alarm, right?" So, so I hear The Rock like singing like "Sweet Home Alabama" or something like that, and I was like, "What? Where's this coming from?" Wow. Um, so it was a little jarring, but I mean, as as like silly celebrity apps
1: go, it's probably the best one that I've seen. And from Silly Celebrity Apps to the sale, of, back to the actual biggest news this week, uh, the sale of MTS. Uh, Jess, you wrote our story for it, or uh, um, sc- excuse me, Ian did, uh, but you, uh, obviously, we have a new, well, we, before we get to the sale of MTS, we have a new segment launching, which you're going to host. Uh, do You You and Matt obviously created it, um, so do you guys want to tell us a bit about it, and then we'll get into the MTS sale
0: uh yeah sure thing um starting next week we will be introducing the syrup drop which is a short one minute video that we will be posting weekly that incorporates the biggest mobile stories from Mm -hmm. the previous week and this week the biggest story happened to be the mts sale to bell's parent company bce Mm -hmm. and that will be discussed on the first episode of this new series that we're introducing
3: Mm Woo! Yeah, so... Exciting
0: news. Yeah, it's exciting news. I can't wait for everyone... Um, <laughs> that's, that's right.
2: Number one fan. Number one fan.
1: Um, so, I mean, I can't wait for everyone to see the video. I got a chance to look at it. Um, but the MTS sale, so uh, 3.9 was, I believe, 3.9 billion. 3.9 billion, yes. Billion. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, so, that's more than the sale of WinMobile to Shaw, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, um, you know, we have... Some disadvantage in talking about this in the fact that none of us have lived in Manitoba, but I think this is—it uh, goes without saying—this is quite you know a significant shift in the Canadian um, mobile marketplace. Yet another kind of these fourth place regional players is bites the dust, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and so the thing significant thing about MTS was they. That was the Canada's or the Canadian government's strategy of the fourth regional player. What actually worked, because they, uh, from what I've read, were actually able to kind of keep prices low in uh, in Manitoba and not just their own offerings, because they had time and they had investment, and so they had a really compelling network before Bell and any of these bigger companies came. Uh, and so when Bell and the other ones did come, it wasn't like. Uh, wind mobile in ontario where they had a terrible network right they mm-hmm. had an amazing network they charged less and so the other carriers were fall were forced to follow suit um so you know i think it's easy to see like hey like this is not something that doesn't affect us in ontario but it really or you know whether what other part of the uh, country you're in but this i think it is just like a sad state of it's affairs, a sad <laughs> <day>. <laughs> yeah. right? Like we are yeah. also saying too off the podcast That's that I mean, now they it.
3: have majority of spectrum in Manitoba completely.
1: Yeah, so um, there's if you look, if you were to kind of color code the spectrum, there's a bit of red, and then a bunch of blue, and because uh, Telus and Bell share part of their network, mm-hmm. uh, so it's mostly just blue. <laughs> yeah. So your choices. Uh, unfortunately are quite limited, and um, I believe it was you, Rose, who wrote. You know, obviously, Sasktel.
2: Sasktel is afraid. Um, Sasktel is very afraid, and it's uh, launching a a risk uh, assessment mm-hmm. to because it considers itself now an island in. Yeah, Canada, that's a great so quote. I, yeah. yeah, right. I mean, they, they're they're actually concerned uh that they might get squeezed out mm-hmm. so the report should uh be finished within the, within the next few weeks yeah and from there they're going to decide mm-hmm. if there's a considerable impact on them what they're going to do mm-hmm. um now SaskTel is a crown corporation mm-hmm. i don't know it, the manitoba mts was not a crown corporation no it was
1: privately owned or right. well i guess it had shareholders at this point but it started as a privately owned right. company right
2: so so people are concerned that um, much like with the, some provincial liquor stores in mm-hmm. late 2015 that Sastel might actually be compelled to to sell mm-hmm. and to become private um which was estimated that if it did, it would be around $2 billion. That yeah. was the estimate from a report by the Frontier Center for Public Policy in uh, 2013. So maybe more, maybe less at this point. But um, but the government has said that it does not have any plans to sell out um, to any of the big three. And it absolutely doesn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's the good news for, for Saskatchewan Saskatchewanians? Is that what yeah.
1: you mean I think say? that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Saskatchewan, unlike, you know, we see here in Ontario, right? Like, obviously, our provincial government wants to sell everything and anything right. <laughs> at right. this point, right? Trying to sell Ontario uh-huh. hydro. But um, much more of a kind of, I, I don't want to say socialist, but, you know, like kind of more left-leaning Type of government, um, or certainly, kind of more reticent to at least sell, you know, big parts of publicly owned companies, yeah, crown, so, corporations. Crown, right. crown corporations. Um, so I mean, we'll see how it turns out. I mean, so something I was wondering, like with
4: the BCE MTS deal, how does that affect actual? Customers like have they talked about that at all? Like, are, are their plans going to go up? Are they now customers of Bell? Like, yes. Yeah,
1: so, or is, are they keeping that brand around? So, Jess, you know a bit about this. So, why don't you tell us of what's going to happen with some of their subscribers, Bell? That is. Yeah.
0: Um, Bell is actually planning to divest a third of their postpaid wireless subscribers that they've acquired into TELUS, which is approximately 140000 from what I understand. Mm-hmm. So that is a pretty significant amount, and it's actually pretty good for TELUS considering their already growing wireless subscriber rate has increased 24% in the first quarter of 2016. So it's pretty related to what they've been trying to build so far.
1: Yeah, and it's also interesting because Bell... Among the top, uh, the big three has the least subscribers, <laughs> you know. So uh, I, I haven't done the math, right? Like, remember when Ian told us that and we were both surprised? Yeah, it was. So you know, obviously Rogers has the most. Yeah, Telus in some sense becomes the big winner here. Um, obviously, they don't own MTS, but they didn't spend any money (laughs) here are all these subscribers Uh, and I should note right like
2: us, seems like Switzerland sometimes yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) just
1: neutral to the uh, but I should note like this uh, acquisition it's been approved by the shareholder or the board of directors at all of these companies but it hasn't been approved by the Canadian government but we'll see right like I knowing the track record of our Government, I'm not hoping for too much when it comes to these kind of things. So, Mm -hmm. um, we'll see, I think in a year or so, we could see even Sastel, like, you know, these companies could be really pushing uh, for the Saskatchewan government to sell it, you know?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure they're already feeling the pressure. Yeah. Which would be unfortunate because there was an Angus Reid study uh, recently where, like, any uh, areas that had these regional providers, mm-hmm. like the areas with SaskTel, like like uh, Quebec with Videotron, mm-hmm. uh, were a lot more comfortable with the whole telecom industry in terms of feeling that there was enough competition. Yeah. So, um People definitely prefer it when there's the regional providers. Mm-hmm. I just hope the government um, sort of enforces it to stay that way.
1: Yeah, but moving from present reality to future reality, uh, we all got a chance to segue. Thank you, I tried. <laughs> I think it's one of your best ones yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, we all got a chance to try uh, the HTC Vive, not Vive, uh, proper pronunciation, but you know, uh, sticks and stones. But um, Matt, what was your experience of it?
3: I liked it a lot. I mean, yeah. before the Vive, the only uh, VR experience that I had personally was mm-hmm. the Gear VR and the LG VR. And obviously, to use those, you just simply put your smartphone inside the headset and then you just see whatever's on the screen. It's not really as, as immersive as like the HTC Vive, where you need like a very powerful PC and mm-hmm. the headset itself is quite expensive. But I mean, like this is the first generation. And I was like really impressed, and I think the whole thing with the Vive is that you can actually move around. Whereas I think with the Oculus, you're kind of more stationary. So I think gamers might prefer that. But um, no, it was just really cool, like to see like a big whale in front of me and to play like, these really cool games where I'm like, you can see your hands because you're holding controllers. So that was awesome, and um, just being standing on top of a mountain and feel like you're gonna fall off. So the mountain demo was yeah. pretty cool. I like really that. can't wait to see what, like the second and the third generation Vives and all which yeah. one's the mountain demo That's the so
1: it's one that so it's part of the um, it's part of the valve built demo where it has the 13 different ones oh that and was you, the one the you one got to play archery thing. right yeah. okay so but it, it's a mountain near
3: in Washington Washington States. yeah, yeah. you climb up and you just look over I mean it's like it's not too um, interactive. interactive but it's just the whole fact that you feel like you're going to fall yeah. off the edge and you did you see the cute bit. robot dog yes I did like I th- yeah. barely like threw the stick and he like didn't want to catch it <laughs> yeah he wasn't the most friendly dog at least with me yeah, <laughs> with, uh, with the tower,
4: did you did you like feel vertigo at all at any time? I've heard people experience that before.
3: Um, I didn't feel vertigo, but like one of the questions I always get asked is like, did you feel nauseous? And uh, with the Gear VR and the LG VR, when I use it for like more than thirty minutes or twenty minutes, I start to feel nauseous. I used the Vive for probably about the same amount of period of time, about thirty minutes, and I didn't feel nauseous at all. And I think that's more because I can stand up, and you have like. A whole area that surrounds you so it doesn't trick your brain. Hmm. Your body. Your body's actually moving. Exactly. Exactly. Your body's actually moving. It's not you're just sitting in a swivel chair and going around, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So,
1: uh, Rose and Jesse, was your first time trying? VR in general. Uh, Well, not in general. Sorry, yeah. But but high-end VR. VR You tried
4: the the gear before, right? I I tried the gear
2: and I tried the LG one. Um, Definitely, of all three that I've tried, the LG one comes in last place. Yeah, dumpster Uh, fire. uh, I feel like it barely covered my actual eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, (laughs) I...
4: I used the the LG headset when I was at uh, Mobile World Congress and like I was cautiously optimistic about it but after having one for the last little bit um, I'm going to be doing a story about it eventually so far I'm not very impressed with it the biggest problem is there's no software for it like it doesn't work with Uh most Google Cardboard apps Um, only the ones that have been designed with the new Cardboard APK I believe that's what Google told me Um, and that's like a handful of apps so like you have this headset that's half decent but you can't really do anything with it
2: so I, I, having said that I, I sort of like tried out this LG and the Samsung and found them to be lacking in comparison to the Vive, or Vive I, um, I did find that I could use them without my glasses. So that started me down this whole rabbit hole mm-hmm. of like trying to figure out what was going on. But what I ended up finding out was that it's because the Vive is more advanced That I couldn't see very well, like just as if I was not wearing my glasses in real life. Um, So the reason for it, it's a little bit confusing, but essentially, like I.P.D. or something, right? right, have are kind of explaining it. Right. Um, So I'll I'll just sort of read out what it was because I couldn't remember the exact thing. But um, so it has lenses between your eyes and the screen, and you effectively focus at infinity. And infinity focus is an optical term that refers to a lens forming an image of an object an infinite distance away. So basically, the vive and the rift simulate distance so well that it tricks your eyes into believing that you're looking far away.
1: Yeah. So as a camera person, do you, like I feel like you would know more. If I mean, right. I'm sorry for putting you <laughs> on the yeah, spot yeah, yeah. here, but like, do you like do you feel like you could explain that more to us, like, like this way it works? Yeah. <laughs> <just, like, laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try. It trying just to. works, okay? Yeah.
2: It's pretty mind-boggling,
1: really. Like yeah. I can hardly get like, like, yeah, my brain. Yeah, out of but it. that is that is insane, yeah. right? That yeah. it.
4: It's like a fidelity thing. Like it's so advanced that it tricks your brain into thinking that things are far other way. Right. I guess your brain thinks that things in the Gear VR are fake. So it yeah. doesn't yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I got like, less, gathered from um, what you,
3: you yeah. said.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, with the Gear, you're just putting a, a, a smartphone screen in yeah. there, right? So it's uh, it's just not at the same quality. Um, but so once I figured that out, that was really, really awesome. And, and actually, the whole experience was completely compelling once i actually managed to like get my glasses into the headset
3: so what things did you guys not like about it
2: um
1: so before we jump into the mm, Jess, do you mm, want to just talk about your (laughs) life you've been patiently waiting to talk about your yeah yeah she
0: has got lots to say um well it was quite a trip to be quite honest, and unlike, I probably have the least experience with VR out of anybody sitting at the table. So when I and tried it. this out, it was definitely my first high-end experience and one of the first experiences with VR I had ever had. And the videos that we took will prove that it was very exciting for me, <laughs> but <laughs> one of the things I actually went in kind of worried about uh, was how am I going to not hurt myself using this product? Because yeah. in trying the Samsung Gear VR, I was repeatedly holding my hands out, trying not to walk into walls or trip over things. Right. But, And even though the experience was amazing, I think the best part about it is that it can prevent you from hurting yourself by projecting a blue grid up against the perimeter of the wall that you've previously drawn Mm -hmm. to ensure that you don't walk into any walls or any Mm -hmm. furniture that you've drawn around and everybody was very careful how confident that. did
3: you feel like after because I when I first put on I had the same feeling like I was probably going to bump into something yeah. but after they do it and yeah. then like you kind of get used to it and yeah. you feel confident like you yeah, don't feel exactly. like you're getting anything you're like okay that's the wall yeah.
0: I can see it just like yeah. jump back every time you see the blue grid like you go back right. to right. killing aliens exactly. and writing my name Walt Disney stuff it's yeah. awesome you go. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it
2: like weirdly doesn't take you out of virtual reality like exactly. just because the grid comes up doesn't make you think that you're actually in a room like you're just like yeah. i am in a box within and this you feel safe reality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly
4: yeah. what was that system called again it's not like concierge chaperon, chaperone yeah, yeah.
3: yeah like a playroom and the base stations or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah exactly i
4: thought it was really cool that you could draw like your own play space around it mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. our demo um we, we went through like the setup process and we stuff like it, that yeah. Which, yeah. Was, which was kind of neat um also time consuming and we got screwed <laughs> over by uh horrible hotel wi-fi but that's another story um but with that what i was curious about like whether that actually works you know what i mean like i live in a relatively small apartment there's there's a coffee table there so like if i draw a perimeter around that coffee table every single time i use the vibe is it going to recognize that that's not part of my play space you know what i mean yeah um we didn't really get to try that which 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 sucked but (laughs) maybe the next time we go hands-on with it I yeah.
0: feel like it's probably more of a theoretical feature at yeah, this point. Yeah, that's what I was but thinking But it's, I- it's a really good idea. Yeah. yeah. And I
3: think the only other thing too is the cable. Like I found myself getting like looped up into some top. I lifted exactly. my yeah.
0: legs really high
4: every step. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You over-exaggerated <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. Ian yeah. actually tripped over it because um, <laughs> he, was, he was super into watching the whale and like trying to poke it in the eye and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he knocked his headphones off yeah
1: and like
3: the HCC rep almost
1: had a heart attack he was like like, oh my god he
2: was kind of upset honestly see the
3: vibe is like so virtual that when you're done with it you're physically beat up yeah
1: yeah. it was interesting because when Ian got out of it he just had to sit down and he was like kind of exhausted in a way because he's like I'm back in reality
4: (laughs) take me back to a fake land I don't want to be here anymore yeah (laughs) I think that's the most compelling thing about the vibe though is the the motion tracking and and with with the controllers as well as like Mm -hmm. the they're not cameras. They shoot lasers out at you to, to mm-hmm. track you. Infrared light, yeah, yeah. yeah infrared they light.
1: So are rated low enough that they won't hurt you. Otherwise. Awesome. That's yeah. good to know.
4: Yeah. So that that to me, that's what separates it from the Oculus right now. Like I know Oculus is going to have Oculus Touch remotes. They're not coming out for six months. I know it also is going to have its own version of uh, the infrared technology that uh, HTC is doing with the Vive, but that's all down the line, like, six months, eight months away from now, whereas the Vive has that right now, and I think Mm -hmm. that's, it's
3: probably the best Is there a difference, like, in terms of uh, quality visuals between the Vive and Oculus, or is it the same? I think, like, one of you did a story about the
4: tearing of it, right? And weren't they pretty much identical? Uh,
2: Very, very similar, except for the way that they track you in the room, Um, that's different. For one of them, uh, it sort of fed through sensors to the computer where like the cameras were sensing you um, for the other one.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today.
2: It was uh, it was more based within the actual device itself. Right. Um, I believe that was the HTC Vive, I think you're but. Right, yeah. Yeah if not just read my article on mobile server <laughs> oh, you'll <yeah. laughs> we'll get the full story I,
4: I know developers have said before too that like making games for both of them beyond the obvious differences like the, the motion tracking right. controllers and stuff like that they're pretty much the same machines for sure, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I think one developer I can't remember the story but he was quoted as saying like marketing's the main difference between them really
1: yeah yeah I mean, right now, these developers are mostly just trying to develop a language for the games, yeah. right? Because like, this is such new territory, right? right? But, Matt, you had a great question before I interrupted you, which was... Oh, what uh, so you guys didn't like about it, right? Is that it? Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, I mean, since you're asking, do you want to answer first? I mean, um, no, i
3: gonna go first. Okay, yeah, okay. I'll go last this time. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair
1: enough. Um, I guess I can go first. I mean, I just found, like... Again, like, these are not the type of games that I would really enjoy. You know, like, right. um, like I like games that have, like, really like high levels of mechanical complexity. And they're just not there yet in terms of, uh, you know, like, some of these, there's, like, really great demos. Like, there's this one that, I, if you ever get a chance, it's called... Um, I keep talking and no one explodes. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, and <laughs> it's, so, also,
4: it's also on the gear. Right? I didn't mean to yeah. but it's also on the gear VR. System.
1: Yeah, so for people who don't know what this game is about, oh, it, it's a cooperative game. Uh, one person is wearing the headset and it's their job to defuse the bomb, but the person who has the information that's required to defuse the bomb is outside. They get this manual, and it's like the most convoluted manual. Like, it's specifically written so that it's really hard. Like, one puzzle will be like, oh you have to like choose the right shapes but all the shapes they're not like triangles or octagons, something that's really easy to describe they're like these shapes that look really weird and they all look really similar and so it's like about communication and miscommunication and like trying to communicate with one another in the proper way to solve the puzzles um you can see videos of it on youtube i suggest right. checking it out it looks like a total riot so yeah. unfortunately we didn't get to a chance to play that you know yeah. so it makes it
4: a social experience too like yeah the yeah. thing with vr it's, is like i remember when i got the gear of vr i brought it over to a friend's house and everyone was trying it and like oh this is super cool but it's kind of hard to share that experience with someone yeah. else because yeah, they, they they're only it's not the same as playing a game and like i'm sure you run's into this like someone comes over they see the game that you're playing and they're yeah. like oh that's awesome i want to buy it yeah it's it's a little different with vr and i think uh, that game keep talking nobody explodes is a good example of making the experience more collaborative and cooperative. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so you're looking through this thing and your friends telling you these things frantically trying yeah. to get you to <laughs> defuse this bomb before it explodes. So so. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think like
3: those multiplayer games will open up more once it becomes like more popular. Oh, yeah, for sure. Everyone has it, right? For sure. Yeah. And then like, you can like watch a movie and your friend can like just pop in in your headset and what they're wearing theirs and you can like b- yeah. virtually be sitting in a theater and watching it together. Yeah. Oh that does yeah. sound depressing, but it can happen. Yeah, yeah. so I think <laughs> you know the technology
1: like it just doesn't have the scale right now right. where, like, the best developers are... It's a lot of really small developers yeah, just, just get, trying, yeah. you know, whatever... Seeing what sticks, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. so, so. yeah.
2: I don't think I'll be completely happy until there's a James Bond game, and I can be James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we'll yeah. see that day. That's what going to buy. It. Yeah. We need a full knife for the HTC vibe. Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> um... I guess I would say, I really liked the experience, but I kind of expected the graphics to be higher quality, which was probably on me, like I should have realized it's not there yet. These screens are very, very small, um, but uh, when the whale came up, there's a whale demonstration world well, you were on a sort of sunken treasure ship and a whale comes up next to you, and it was super cool, but it wasn't as realistic as I was hoping for, but I mean again like that's probably just unrealistic expectations on my part
0: yeah I will agree with you on that I was actually just saying this morning that rather than feeling like I was sitting in a room like we could be right now I felt like I was in a cartoon right yeah that would be a good absolutely it's not realistic enough yet
3: like it's realistic in the sense that you feel like you're somewhere else but it's not realistic in the sense that you're looking at something that's like more Real. graphically enhanced.
1: Right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, like the the mountaintop demo, right? Yeah. Like, that would never pass for no, <laughs> at least no. at this stage, no, right?
3: No, it would not. It was just the whole concept
4: was school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing that disappoints me the most is that I don't have one yet. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I want one really badly, but I yeah. it's like
3: one of those things you buy and you'll play for like a day yes. and then like it'll be a great social thing, but like after a while you just won't use it because the content's not there.
4: Yeah, yeah, in general, I think that's the biggest problem with high-end VR is it's just so yeah. expensive. And exactly. Like, I'm willing to drop hundreds of dollars to get to get a VR headset but the amount of money required to like you have to you have to have a computer that's like yeah. really really good first of all with an awesome graphics card and an awesome video card and that's gonna, mm-hmm. gonna run you like a thousand thousand five hundred dollars yeah without. if you build it yourself probably yeah. Yeah. yeah and then on top of that the the Vive costs like a thousand two fifty Canadian which to me is like an insane amount of money is this? yeah um, and then you have to buy games individually over that and, and it's not like some of these games they're great but they're just little demo experiences yeah. So I think that's the other thing that disappoints me is as someone who like once wrote about games all the time is the fact that there's nothing that I've played on any VR headset that can that sort this sort of alludes to what you were saying to that um, compares to the experience that you would have like playing a regular video game, you know what I mean? They're all like bite sized portions, vertical slices of mm-hmm. what could eventually become a game, right? Um, and I know that's probably coming, but it's
3: it's disappointing that there's nothing really out there. yet. So I guess the big big question is for a first generation product, like, are you satisfied where it's at? I think. Uh, I think it, I don't know. Like overall, I so something else. I
1: think we'll have to see when the PSVR comes out because yeah, yeah. I feel like that will have actually interesting games because you know Sony is less yeah. like, well, let's go all in. We've decided to make a mid-generation upgrade to the PS4. 4. 5. Yeah, uh, like you know. The most like shoot yourself in the foot move ever, it's like insane. But, absolutely insane. But um, so if you know that's how much they believe in VR, where they they're yeah. gonna do something that's like unprecedented, unprecedented in terms of uh, video game consoles. Then that's I think when it becomes really interesting. Uh, but we'll have to see how that you it also has out.
4: like a forty million or something like that installed base of people that's that already right. own PS4s. Yeah. Whereas like high end PCs, I think it's like ten to twelve or something. ten billion. Yeah. yeah, small like that. Yeah, so, yeah, it's
3: not it's not a big number, right? Yeah. So If you have a PlayStation already, assuming it'll work well, I don't know if it'll work on the older ones. If there is a new PlayStation I'm, coming yeah. out, yeah, yeah, then like you already have it, you just gonna go buy a headset. let's say five hundred bucks, six hundred bucks. That's, that's just what to it, say, right? That's why so I it's think. A lot
4: more, that's why I yeah. think I'm gonna end up buying that yeah. one specifically because exactly. I own a PS4. Um, it may not be as good as the Vive or Oculus, that's what like early impressions and like I went hands on with it and the resolutions. It's better than the, the gear. I can't remember the specific numbers, but it's not as good as the Vive. So, like, some of the problems you guys were talking about with, with pixelation there, yeah. are, are even worse than with yeah. the um, I think you saw that, too, when we tried it. out. Yeah, conference. I felt like my eyes were going to bleed out after <laughs> 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 Honestly, like, with all these headsets,
1: like, I can wear them for 10, 15 minutes, and then I'm just like, oh, yeah. right? like, um, yeah. and, and I also feel the motion sickness, too. Yeah. Like, you know, so. We
2: were all pretty tired afterwards. We were, like, yawning for the rest of the day
1: yeah. the entire office.
0: So, we just need to um, go back to the corner of the room and collect themselves
3: exactly, real quick. Yeah, yeah. it's like the future of fitness. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just wear it for 15 minutes, <laughs> stare at a well, and you'll get fit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, HTC believes because it uh, recent news just had its CEO creating a new company that's rumored uh, yeah. to uh, spin off its VR pre- project. So, um, it definitely believes in its technology. Um,
1: cool yeah i mean if we can just talk for a second like htc i have no idea what this company is just like yeah. doing yeah <laughs> you know because um like by no means am i you know a venture capitalist I've, you know launch my own companies but um it just doesn't make sense to me what they're doing like you know the htc 10 you have it here matt rose has one great phone but like this phone needed to come out two years ago. Right. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or like, um, I'm wearing the HTC, uh, the Under Armour band. Great product. Costs way too much. Um, right. is How not, much is it? well, all you know, the HTC health box is a $500 Canadian plus, um, appeals to a really small market. Amazing product again, but like these are really small plays. Um, the vibe it's a small play now, but it's going to be a huge play now. Like, why don't you just cut all the fat and just focus on VR, right? Don't, like, why spin it? Up? Like, I don't oh, no. understand this move. Like, what happens? So, like, HTC proper is just going to keep making more phones that don't sell or, you know? Well, maybe,
3: I don't know. Like, for instance, I mean, maybe most of their money is going to HTC Vive, for example, and Under yeah. Armour is investing mostly into the health, The wearables, And HTC yeah. is just designing it. That's also possible, yeah. too, right? So, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, obviously, I'm sure they know what they're doing in terms of stretching yeah. themselves, maybe a little thin. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It seems like, you know, they're, they're obviously, the next big step is not smartphones for them, obviously. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm.
4: Yeah. The 10 is
3: a really nice phone. It is. I'm yeah, really I, happy with it. I, I, really like I would yeah.
2: actually suggest that I'm less and less happy with it the more <laughs> than I use it. Yeah, you're it. telling me that
4: today. Yeah, no, and it. I
2: just recently saw this uh, article that came out was uh, comparing... Read and write speeds, okay. and it did really dismally in comparison to the S7, the G5. Yeah, it was the S7 and the G5. Yeah.
4: yeah. There
2: was, like,
1: no contest. It was so much slower. In terms of, mm-hmm. so in terms of just read and writes? Yeah. yeah. Which, that I mean, makes that, sense. That's,
2: yeah. like, whatever. But, I mean, I guess my other issues are just design issues, um, the, the haptic buttons, and also the fact that it heats up so hot yeah. when doing certain GPO GPU intensive things, Mm -hmm. which is weird because I did a stress test on it as well and it didn't heat up very much. But it does when I do Snapchat. So Mm -hmm. that's something
4: I'm interested to look into. I found it heated up no matter what I was doing.
3: Yeah, it definitely gets warm, but I haven't had it to the point where it's so hot that I have to put it down yet. It's definitely better than Mm -hmm. like the HC1 M9.
4: Have you guys run into problems when you were charging it, like with it getting really hot? I I didn't really. Feel yeah, good. I think so. I was charging. Yeah. It was so hot that I literally couldn't pick it up. Yeah, like
3: I, I had to unplug it. I was scared. But it is normal for like fast charging and wireless yeah. charging for the phone. Right. To get yeah, yeah, up. yeah. But if it's faster. like to the point where you can't pick it up, then that's different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I've had moments where I was sort of uncomfortable holding it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah. I would say okay phone. Mm-hmm. But do yeah. I mean like yeah? I've only, it's gone to, I've only had
3: it for a day, so I can't comment too much Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so, uh, we're getting to the 30 minute mark. So at this point, I think, you know, we've covered most of the menus. Um, any shout outs? Um, there is, I mean, um, there is one, uh, that we all kind of wanted to make, uh, but we'll wait until people give out their personal ones any, uh, <laughs> or any, uh, or any, last notes guys
3: um no shout outs here
1: so wait but before we except for that one like please plug your uh what's your channel oh yes well yeah. uh, if
3: you want to visit my youtube channel so, yeah. you can visit me at youtube.com slash matthewmonas1
1: perfect
4: Time um check. i'd like to send a shout out to the rock for making yes an awesome app join for, johnson for, you're the for, best for uh, creating this app so i can have a lot of fun writing that story yeah. this week
0: um, I'd like to send a shout out to the city of Toronto for finally legalizing Uber.
1: Ah, good that's one. a good, good call. One. Yeah, yes. yes, we need to talk um, about Yeah, sorry, yes. good call. So uh, yeah. how about we yeah, spend like five minutes talking five about Uber? <laughs> sorry, I'm a terrible host. <laughs> Not that... I, uh, Mr. Podcast Reviewer didn't know that. I'm sorry, I can't remember your name right now. Uh, but I always read your comments. I try to improve. What is, what
4: is his uh, his rating scale called? The Subjective Mobile survey Podcast Rating? Nice. At least oh he's honest God. about he it. Is, yeah,
3: He does a good job. He's, he's an amazing, he's a amazing job. great yeah. reviewer, yeah. yeah. We he does a good appreciate job. you. Uh,
1: so that's my shout-out to yeah. Mr. Reviewer. I think
3: Eber. it's like D, so it's the D, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But
2: anyways, uh, Uber, yes. Uber. I would like to withhold a shout-out. Okay. <laughs> Rose, you know it, yeah. I don't think uh, that it was the right call. Um, they really just gave in to all of Uber's demands, and then Uber very smugly said, I'm glad Toronto is welcoming us into its arms. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I just I don't see it going well for the individual cab drivers um, also, the fact that now we'll have to pay surge pricing
1: on taxis on, taxi. uh, on taxis as well that are ordered <laughs> <What a racket. laughs> uh,
2: over od- ordered over mobile device only. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty raw deal
4: too.
1: Yeah, and the price of Uber is expected to pr- jump significantly. Oh, for sure it is. There's, oh, yeah. there's also yeah.
4: that thing where like. Uh, I don't know if it counts here, but it was it was in the U.S. where it's... Tips, though? Yeah, tips. So uh, like, expected that you have to tip your driver. And then for the me, um, signs up and everything. Yeah, yeah, for me, that was one of the things why, like, I like Uber. Yeah. I just... Yeah. As the car comes, I just yeah. do everything in the app. I don't have to worry about an exchange of money. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to do really simple math that I can't handle in my head. I can't handle do it. Do
3: you Did have Lyft in um, to Toronto? No, not, not yet. yet. But not yet. I think they're yeah. very
1: interested in th- coming now. Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: yeah. especially now that it's legal. And, like, Lyft, you can actually tip. Right, Yeah. yeah. an app or something. Yeah, yeah. so the yeah. app's like, yeah. I'm going to Seattle next week for a Microsoft thing,
3: and I'm totally going to use Lyft, yeah. not S- Uber, specifically because I can yeah. tip through yeah. the app. Yeah. yeah. And I never carry cash on me, so... Yeah, I neither do I. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see the competition grow in that ride-sharing market now that it's legal, now that Uber's actually removing some of the services that made them so attractive to people mm-hmm. in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's true. interesting
1: because you think of... So the tipping thing, why it's interesting... Um, I, don't know if you guys remember, but a while ago, there was that case where something happened to a taxi driver. Like, he got held up or something in his own taxi. And that's when the government or the local government was like, all these taxis have to have these lights where it says, if it's flashing, yeah, call 911, yeah. right? But then you think about how much more elegant the Uber approach that, which is just take money out of the equation, right. right? Or, like, the nice thing about an Uber driver is they don't have to carry around any cash, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right? It's all paid electronically right and so mm-hmm. they're. why would any like no one's gonna rob them who's gonna rob them right, right. It's, it's just
3: easier in general i've yeah.
1: also
4: never had a bad experience with uber that I oh, yeah. have, especially like in in the states can like i using in san francisco can i tell you about one yes yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Okay. Yeah,
2: um, first day on the job uh this guy had never driven an uber before and i don't believe he'd driven a taxi either and we were trying to go to the island or the billy bishop airport Mm -hmm. Um, so a bit of a time crunch there Uh, he uh, went the wrong direction he had like accidentally put the wrong uh, coordinates into his map Mm -hmm. so I was driving in the completely wrong direction Um, we arrived about like 15 minutes late my mom was with me who does not understand uber and this was her first uber drive so she was feeling totally like uber is a ridiculous scam (laughs) And she didn't realize that I was paying for it through my app. So she hands this guy, uh, like, some cash. He takes it (laughs) and... that's it, that's that's it. it. Maybe, maybe you got to like a
3: random stranger's car I'm just yeah. Just yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I feel bad the guy was yeah. really stressed
2: yeah. but I guess the issue there is that I do believe uh, cab drivers have a better sense of the city yeah. And oh uh, well, yeah I've been doing it for a long time right so we should all
3: be Uber drivers for like a
2: week yeah
3: to tell our stories just a podcast of like mm-hmm. Uber yeah. stories <laughs> being an Uber yeah. driver yeah being an Uber driver if you don't have a car don't worry just come to the TTC with us yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll your yeah yeah
2: exactly <laughs> that'd be amazing
1: yeah uh, so Rosie, you withheld your uh, shout out It's okay. here now uh,
2: I guess my shout out is to Intel I just want to encourage them to keep going okay. <laughs> not to give up um yes. Yes. you know 5G is around the corner and maybe if they focus really hard they can do it um but for now, they've pulled out of the mobile market and stopped production on uh, all, I mean, basically all of their smartphone processors, except for uh, modem chips, which is like a very small part of the market.
4: I'm sure yeah. the
3: CEO of Intel is listening to you now. Right? Yeah. But do you think like it's going to matter in terms of competition? Anyways, like maybe we still have quite a bit of companies competing. It's true. Yeah. I, I guess I just have a it's, soft spot like, I can see that being a big deal for so, I mean, also, so, so like, GPUs, like a well, video,
1: AMD. Yeah, but so the interesting thing is like, do you remember um, the Galaxy Nexus? That's a phone yeah. I had, right? right? And it couldn't get updated to KitKat, I believe. It was stuck on ICS or right. because of the Texas Instruments chip. Oh, in uh, okay. Right? And so yeah. Texas yeah, nice. Instruments, you know, the only company that makes mobile chips, basically, well, I guess it's Samsung and Qualcomm, Qualcomm right? Yeah. Um, and media tech. And I guess, like, NVIDIA kind of, yeah. right, with the uh, Tegras, uh, But even then, that's, like, super exotic, right? Yeah, right? In terms of, like, that's, like, the Nexus 9 and that's it, right? Like, so, so few phones have that. Uh, yeah. Or devices. And yeah. yeah. So um, all of that to say, Intel, you should have
3: not given up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, they
2: probably were right, too, honestly. They lost, like, an estimated $10 Yeah, million. I mean, there
3: was, yeah. like, no flagship phones like, using Intel. I mean, it was an Asus N phone. Mm-hmm. That was about it. Yeah. That was a mid-range phone, yeah. right? There was no, like, high-end phones. That uh, and that was, like, subsidized so much by blowware. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> mid-range, like, Windows 10 phones, So Isn't that
4: how they use it? Probably, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, do you, I mean, do you see them, like... How long is the, like, core or the uh, i5, i7 cash cow going to keep them going, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean they're no longer on a TikTok cycle either, right? They yeah. don't have to release something crazy fast anymore. Because AMD you, just, like, completely... Yeah, they're, they're done. And yeah. the same thing's happening with uh, GPUs, right? It's just yeah. NVIDIA now. Or maybe yeah. just NVIDIA, which is terrible for customers. Yeah, yeah. terrible, right? Be, yeah.
1: ATI, why did you... Well, another Canadian company, no, why'd you sell yeah, out? Yeah, ATI back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. This is so... Canadian companies, don't sell yourself to to American or international (laughs) conglomerates, there you go, (laughs) Moral of today's podcast, Uh, and yeah, so for the last shout out, um, obviously, you know, if you're following the news, you know what the terrible things that's happening at Fort McMurray and Alberta in general, so, you know, to the first responders, to the firefighters who are just like going on zero hours of sleep, um, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for doing what you do. Oh, and Mother's Day. And Mother's, mother's Day. Day. How could we forget our mothers? Kind of yeah. children I'm sorry. Moms? Yeah. Kind of worse cat. Kind of Worst. Wow. Thanks, Matt, for reminding no us. Mom, this is your present. A shout-out on the yeah. podcast. And
3: also... <laughs> you don't listen to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And also a Sony, Sony Xperia Z3. Yes. yes. All yes. you four-year-old oh, okay. mothers
3: out there who are, are alone with your Z3s. hmm <laughs> These...
2: And, yeah, so also Rogers is uh, is giving you some free long distance to use on Mother's Day if you're a subscriber. So use it up. Call your mom. In case
1: mom. you're, uh, you know, not that their plans already don't have long distance. <laughs> yeah, it, just, but, but just, you know, yeah. so still good case. on them, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, love your mom. There you go. Peace out. <laughs>